0: Have you ever felt disconnected from your body? Do you want to know what it takes to get back to that human interconnectedness, mind-body-spirit, mind-body-soul for that matter? Then this is the episode for you. Don't miss it. Listen all the way through for a chance to work with me, work with my colleague, and learn more groovy stuff. You're listening to Empowered Evolution for Entrepreneurs. Everything quantum, spiritual, esoteric, energy and mind related for your business. I'm your host, Johanna Bradford. Let's get started. All right. Hello, darlings. Today's episode is going to be epic. My dear friend and colleague, Pia Kainak, is joining us. And let me tell you about her. Her mission in life is to inspire positively transformed the way people think, live, and treat. She's delved deep into learning about all aspects of human body, mental, emotional, spiritual, physical, and has traveled all over the world, learning and gathering information from amazing masters, and now teaches human body interconnectedness and empowered wholeness. How rad is that? (laughs) Pia has... A, an array of dis, disciplines and skills, ranging from holistic skin and massage therapy, award-winning corneotherapy, wellness practitioner, feminine embodiment yoga, NLP, functional medicine, trauma-informed training with the NICABM with Ariel Schwartz, Gabor Mate, Stephen Porges, and training with the Neuroscience Academy training in Qigong, Reiki, and mindfulness, and currently is completing a biology of trauma global certification alongside a year-long 100-plus-hour Awaken Breathwork Facilitator training program. Please welcome my dear friend, Pia. Pia, thank you so much for being here. You wonderful human. I can't wait for this conversation because I love the idea of human body interconnectedness, and I just... I can't wait. Tell us all about what that means to you and how you came to that. Mm, And so my
1: journey has been long, deep, and rich. I feel like I've had many, (laughs) many different I've had many different hacks and roles and responsibilities in my life. And I've definitely lived many pathways to kind of gain this more holistic understanding. And you know, my my I guess my vision is to hold a 360 degree view of the human body obviously that's lots of different windows of perspective to look into each system and it's very very different from a traditional allopathic or western medicine it's looking at more reductionist you know like you've got this organ system that's got a problem or i'm a specialist in your gastro i'm your gastroenterologist you know like or i'm your endocrine specialist I really truly have noticed after, you know, over 25 years of looking after clients and of looking after myself as a human being is that we're not just one part of us. We are always the sum of all of our parts. And one of the things that I teach and share and do my best to embody is that the interconnectedness of all of our physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual bodies, like no part of us left behind Mm. and also just with an understanding that it's not about being at peak performance in every dimension all the time. Right. Which I also I also used to try that and it really didn't do me any favors, <laughs> really made my physical body wear out very, very fast. Sure. It's just about looking at my potential for progression over perfection in all of these different areas of life
0: mm. and how
1: I can live in the greatest amount of coherence, and harmony. And if you think about, you know, coherence and harmony, there's a great amount of ease in that, which is the exact opposite of dis-ease. And if you I know that in Australia and I know that American numbers are pretty much the same, where one in eight Australians are currently living with chronic disease. That's that just one chronic disease as a minimum. And you know, the numbers get more as people sure. age. And so we've got populations all over the world that are living longer, but we're sicker than ever before. And I'm just so interested in, for what reason? Why is this happening? And yeah. so it's not just about the physical body. It's it's about our environment. It's about looking at us as an ecosystem, like our, our body, but then all the different parts of our body as individual ecosystems. It's about looking at my house as an ecosystem, at my community as an ecosystem, at my country as an ecosystem, as the world as an ecosystem, as the universe as an ecosystem. I love that. So there's this perspective for me of like being able to zoom in on some small pathways, you know, like I read a lot of scientific journals, I can hone in on really you know, <laughs> very complex molecular pathways, but then I can also zoom out and look at the whole, look at the whole person, but also look at their whole environment, look at... How are you interacting in a coherent way in your ecosystem? Like what, what are the parts that are missing? Like where is this imbalance coming from and how can we uh, most harmoniously or beautifully address it in a way where you feel safe mm-hmm. and supported? And I, I would actually just like to expand on that word safe that I just brought up. Sure. One of my other great Beans. fascinations is the nervous system as being the driver of all of our different organ systems and, what I very implicitly learned. So as I as you mentioned, I started up as a skin therapist and a massage therapist, and then I moved into studying naturopathy because when you look after skin, you know that all the food that the skin can get comes from the gut. So if there's a skin issue, there must be a gut issue. So part of my movement into studying to be a naturopath was because I was like, ah, oh, the gut is the key to life. And, yes, it certainly is, but the master controller of our gut is our nervous system. And our nervous system is our body and it's also our brain. And so wow. there's that mix between psychology and physiology and what threat or safety cues are in our environment, in our internal environment or our external environment that are happening all the time that our nervous system is listening to that is changing the state of my psychology and or my physiology. You know, the two the two mm-hmm. words actually go together. Sure. And so without safety you can go and do all the things you can go and do yoga you can go and do meal prep you can go and do 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 but if your body doesn't really feel safe in receiving all of that support that you're trying so hard to create then there's still going to be some issues and so that also has fascinated me as well that you know I looked after so many clients that could tick all the boxes like I'm caring for myself in this way, this way, this way, this way. But there was still so many undercurrent issues in their body or their skin or their muscles or their fascia. And so this is where nervous system safety ended up being my major number one priority with all the people that I treat and look after and my own
0: self as well. Oh, my gosh, that's profound. I really want to stop there for a minute and and focus on that because what you're saying is so simple that it's your your nervous system controls everything and that is part of this bigger ecosystem it's not just the nervous system that you're talking about it's also like you said the physiology it's the brain it's the body but most importantly like from a standpoint of someone who's also trained in LP and NLP and dealing with the unconscious mind, I'm thinking to this client that you're, discuss- you're sharing with me about how they're ticking off all the boxes. What's the psychology doing to you? Where you're like, this is my to-do list. I'm doing all the stuff, but it's not working. I'm really uptight about it. And blah, 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 blah. Not to mention that's just one aspect of their life. Can you imagine all the other areas that are just as regimented for them that they have no time to relax? They have no time to, dis- like they're so disassociated from their physical body. And the reason I'm illustrating that is because that is such a clear indicator of how powerful our mind is and how responsive our body is. If we learn to control that from what I'm understanding is we're able to alleviate a lot of the problems and it's really simple if it's addressing the central nervous system which
1: totally and I, I guess I also I mean I did use the word control before when I was talking about the master the, the nervous system being like the master regulator and sure. when I'm talk, when I'm when I'm working with people I really love that word communicate like what we're doing is we're communicating with our own nervous system like we're forging a relationship with it in sure. a new way and if you think about how so many of us unconsciously or consciously through our, you know, culture, our society, through, you know, um, the Western world, disengagement from our own body, disassociation from our own body. Like so many people I've spoken to have often, like for their whole life until maybe some awareness happens, they feel like they're just a walking head, you know, like I've got a body attached to me, but I'm in my head all the time. I'm running in the future. I'm running off into the past and ruminating on things, worrying on things. And that connection to our body, the sensations in our body, the feelings in our body, being able to witness and observe our own emotions without feeling like they're going to overwhelm us or, or you know, take our entire system over. Most people are scared of their own body and what could be inside there or they just have zero concept of any. Like, how, what, what does my physiology do for me? Right. What does my lungs actually do? What do my kidneys actually do? Most people have no idea. This is true. And, yeah. And so, part of what I do is also help people feel safer in their own bodies by explaining mm. a little bit more about what is going on in a way that's hopefully easy to digest, which really, yeah. <laughs> no fun.
0: <problem. laughs>
1: <laughs> and so, people can actually start to, um, communicate and have that relationship with their body and learn to be their own best friend, because this is our vessel for life. And I know that you are interested in ascension and, you know, like what's happening in, um, you know, when we access higher states of consciousness and our body has to come along with us. And so I am interested in ascension, but also the descension, like that unity with our body Because we are that middle point between that celestial terrestrial connection. We in our human body, we are the co-creators of Mm -hmm. our realities. And when we're really unconscious of what's happening in our body, then we're unconscious to a whole entire landscape of our life and of how we're choosing to live. And so we need to create and forge these bridges of connection so that we can live our best lives.
0: That's so fascinating. I love the subject and I know that the listeners are going to be just as fascinated because it's, this is, I mean, it's not an old concept, but it's a new concept in today's modern society in the sense that, oh, this is where, that's not what Western medicine taught us. And, oh, this today, in fact, I just had another conversation with a colleague who, um, she went from being an anesthesiologist nurse to, now she works as a hypnotherapist and her whole um, movement is changing the language. And the reason I'm bringing this up is I want to go back to use, I I mentioned the word control and you said, well, I want to go back to that and the word is communicate. And I love that because that's her whole thing is shifting the language that we use so that it's more empowering as the client patient and also from the practitioner standpoint. And how do we cohesively work together in in a compassionate, intelligent way, but focusing on resolving the issue rather than resolving just, you know, uh, addressing one or two symptoms.
1: Mm, totally. And I mean, the other point to, to think about in there as well, I mean, this has going, been going on for thousands of years where there has been that separation with medicine and science yeah. right having the, having the body basically like owning the body owning all the different molecular pathways owning the you know the brain gut access I mean actually that's only been around in scientific literature for 30 years even though we have been talking about it you know in ancient Greece thousands of years ago but yeah. science, science can sometimes take a little while to catch up to to some um of the the medicines that have been really able to work with the human body in powerful ways for a very long time um but that point aside but religion really took the spirit you know in in our western societies and so that 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 has been a disconnect that has been playing out for a really really long time and I still I'm sure that there's still generations um now that go and see their doctor and you know, without wanting to be offensive to doctors at all, but they're often treated like a God. Like if my doctor says yeah. this, then this must be the truth. And there's very little questioning. And and um, I have spoken to many people that have basically given away their own power to someone yeah. else of their own body. And that is really common. Like, Just walking away from an appointment or, um, you know, some sort of interaction in the medical profession and not having any clue exactly what's happening, why it's happening, and Mm -hmm. what does that mean for my body? And that level of, of, like, basically giving up your ownership of your body to another leaves people unconsciously in a very big threat response. Yeah. And I do think that that's part of the dis ease paradigm that we currently live in because there's so much of um, our, our population that are giving their power away left, right, and center, not oh, yeah. actually recognizing what they're doing and what does that mean for my body in an ongoing way.
0: And that leaves someone incredibly vulnerable. And what's that is, goes there's only three industries, if you will, that actually we assign on a collective agreement, power away. And that's law, medicine, and religion. And people are so automatic. They don't even consider the ramifications of how significant that is on a psychological, emotional, spiritual, and mental. And now, as we know, physical plane. And one thing I'd like to point out, the reason why um, Ascension and spirituality or spirit is so important is we're this fifth dimensional being that incarnated into a 3d very dense body. And our mind is the fourth dimension. And somehow we're trying to make that connection as we're ascending. If we're, we've chosen to awaken as a spiritual being and figure out how to put those pieces together. And some people really struggle because of the unlearning, the unconditioning. And then some people just, they can't, they can't grasp anything beyond 3d. And so, that's just as important as well as looking at how the mind plays a part in that and how it communicates with the nervous system and how the body responds I love this conversation so
1: much (laughs) yeah and I'd love to add something to that so I I guess I've I mean I've spent a lot of time listening to people about 3d 4d 5d and above and I know that that is part of like the human collective consciousness rising Mm -hmm. and I guess my take on this is that really what we're being asked to do is expand into more love. And so to expand yeah. into more love, that means that any loving relationship is based on communication again. And it's based on getting to know, like there's a curiosity about the other. And this is where people need to have that lens for their own body and their own system and be willing and courageous enough to be able to step into the unraveling. as you said, the unlearning so mm-hmm. that you can learn who the truth of who you are. And so a lot of people can actually get stuck either in their biology. So metabolically, they might have a whole lot of undercurrent inflammation in their body that they have no idea about. Maybe they've got a zinc and copper imbalance, maybe they've got a lot of heavy metals in their system. Um, maybe they've, you know maybe there is a whole lot of microbiome, you know dysregulation, like dysbiosis sure. that they don't really know enough about. So there's this constant kind of alarm inflammation signal happening inside of their body. If all of our cells are kind of swimming in a more toxic environment, you can imagine that it's a lot harder to hold on to love. You might have it for fleeting moments, but to actually hold it in your system and keep it stabilised, we need to have the space for that. We need to have a clear space for that. And so this is where that link again into our underlying physiology is just so important, and this is where a lot of people can get stuck in their healing journey. And that's why it wouldn't matter at that point if you're – if you're metabolically have got some level of dysregulation going on in your system, no amount of affirmations, meditation, um, quantum activations, quantum healing, like all Agreed. of that stuff. Yes. It's, it's helpful. Yeah. And what is your ability going to be to integrate that when your body's got an alarm system going up on the inside of it the whole time. So in those moments of calm, like I used to live like this, I used to hop on my my yoga mat for an hour you know six or seven times a week and in those moments i was calm i was present i loved it i loved those classes yeah or i got a sound healing sessions or whatever whatever it was that i was booked in for but the rest of the time i was doing all over myself i was running from go to woe every day of my life without stopping to calibrate stopping to listen to my body i dragged my body around sure and so i thought that i was doing all the things intellectually i thought that i was doing all the things And it wasn't until I learned what embodiment meant. And I'm still learning, like it's still an ongoing process. By no means am I saying I'm there yet? I mean, we are just an ever-unfolding mystery. There's always more of us to know, learn, and love. And so the more that I found my the truth in my embodiment, the more I was able to access more and more aligned decisions that actually were my truth and the truth of my body. My intuition came out more online. I had access to more of my inner dreaming and my inner creation and my imagination in ways that I, I, again, I didn't have that kind of access before, but I thought that I did. (laughs) You know, there was a lot of thinking going on and not a lot of feeling. And I also, I had played, you know, high-level sport my entire life. I had done lots of yoga. I had done lots of all these different modalities, and I still didn't trust myself enough to be really still and witness my body. I really had to learn some of these trauma-informed therapy, somatic experiencing practices, really, again, quite simple things once you learn it, but so, so powerful in terms of signaling to my body, hey, it's okay. You can switch off that, that constant scanning for danger in the environment right now. I'm just intentionally letting you know that we're here, we're safe, we're home, and because I'm intentionally letting you know that we can concentrate on us and we can we can start really working on our communication and our relationship and the way that we're loving each other and that is obviously little stepping stones yeah you know like dropping a little pebble you know onto onto a stand every day like it's not the first pebble that makes the mountain it's like the
0: consistent showing up in a daily (laughs) way popping another pebble on you know (laughs) Yeah. yeah that's oh my gosh I love that it's um What's coming to mind is working with, when I work with um, timeline therapy and I work with hypnotherapy, we have in my circle, we have this phrase of like, you got to clear the junk to let the fresh air in, so to speak. It's like so silly, but that's exactly what we're talking about is you have to purge all of that trauma, all of that, those emotions, all that stagnancy and all of that, um, the I guess, toxicity that comes with that on every plane before you're even allowed to let in some healing. And it really yes. is that simple. So let me yes. ask you, based on all of, and I I mean, just to go back real quick, I, you and I were in a group together and we experienced that very same thing on very deep and high levels and everything in between and very low as well. It was really intense. So we both get a test of that type of purging and What I'm curious about, so you you had mentioned uh, several modalities. So are these some of the modalities that someone could do to regulate their nervous system? What do you recommend? What would people need to know?
1: Yeah, so those recommendations are always going to be unique to each person and what i found in my life is that it's dynamic. Sometimes I'm just really like, oh, my gosh, acupuncture and massage therapy are my two favourite things right now. Mm -hmm. Other times it is stretching and yoga and chanting, you know. Like it's there's so many different windows into how to move energy and soothe energy in our system. Um, I really, what I love and we're, I think a great baseline to start with is somatic experiencing, like learning what it is to just create a baseline foundational level of safety in the skin that I'm in so that I can fully stop and breathe and connect with myself or fully be able to sit and meditate and again connect with myself. I, I used to do meditations and again inverted, you know, quotation marks there. I used to do meditations, <laughs> but struggle to to really clear enough to be able to meditate in a way that was really bridging dimensions and consciousness in my body and so beginning as that foundational step with creating safety in your own body could also mean starting to caress your own skin as well we have a whole lot of nervous system fibers and nervous system is one of my favorite conversations and we can hopefully talk about it another day <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs> so, so many, <laughs> there's so many amazing things to talk about in our body but in our skin we've got these c afferent fibers and what science science has done a lot of studies on this actually but most people like 99% of the population will respond to something called effective touch and the speed the pressure like that can vary a little bit with each person but between one to 10 centimeters a second of stroking on skin is what helps our nervous system wow. feel loved and connected and releases things like oxytocin and um, can make us feel just uh, more engaged within ourselves and also with others and we all know that when humans feel connected to each other in a safe, secure, supported way, this is our thriving point. If we feel connected to each other out of fear and scarcity, we do not thrive. We just panic. <laughs> that's true. <absolutely>, that's true. <laughs> and so even learning how to stroke your own skin in a daily way, you know, and you might be saying to yourself at the same time, I'm safe, I'm home. You know, I'm, you might not love yourself yet, but you could say I'm on my way to loving myself or on my, I'm on my way to becoming kinder and kinder to myself. I'm on my way to forging a communication and connection to my inner landscape that I've never had before and I'm willing to show up for myself in these ways. Obviously, I, I do really espouse breath, breath work as well. Like I am training to be a breath work facilitator and I also know that at times breath work can initiate a threat response in someone if if they're not feeling safe enough in their own body yet. And so again, I was one of those people that I went into breath work trying to do all of these different styles of breath work. And I often found for me it was very challenging to integrate afterwards or my stress response would actually come up. Um, and I didn't understand what was happening. And so I just want to just share with your audience that when it comes to breath, The best breath that we can all do every day is nasal breathing, but there is many other different styles of breath. But one of the things in terms of engaging deeply with our breath is that we are engaging with our diaphragm, that little muscle underneath our lungs that moves up and down with each inspiration and exhalation. And just like any other skeletal muscle in our body, like our biceps or our thighs, if that muscle is unfit, it's going to get stressed out when you try and you know, pump it with a really deep inhale and a really deep exhale. Like that can be just enough of a trigger for your body to go to say, oh, my gosh, let's move into panic zone. Like this is not okay. And so our diaphragm does, we need to build fitness, just like we build fitness in any dimension of our life. And that could be a slow progress for one. It could be a medium progress for another person. It could be a faster progress for another. It just depends on you. you Physiology. It's just really good to know that sometimes because I know people have put a lot of pressure on themselves, like, I can't do this breath work or I really don't like it, and it could just be first off that level of safety that is felt in the body and then that diaphragm fitness. Mm. When it comes to other modalities, you know, kinesiology, um, trauma-informed massage, fascia work, like deep fascia mm. massage, yeah. for some people can be really challenging because sometimes it's associated with pain responses in the body because it's a long – Low oh, yeah. massage movement that's designed to connect to the connective tissue of our entire body. Like fascia is what connects sure. our, our skeletal system to our muscular system and our tendon system and it helps us walk around. Like it is yeah. it is actually the master communicator in our body. It it knows all the things that the nervous system is saying, it's connected to the immune system and the endocrine system. There's so much happening in our fascia. And right. there's a lot of memory. There's a lot of when we get really tight, when we get really contracted, when we've got so much going on and our whole body's like <laughs> pulling it all in, it's held in our fascia. And this is that, that saying, like yeah. issues in our tissues. <laughs> yeah, they are. And so fascia massage can really help smooth some of that out and if you are on uh, a a process of becoming more aware of what it is that you want to release or trusting your body to release what you what is no longer serving fascia massage could be really really helpful or just general massage stretching yoga yeah Yeah. and there's trauma informed yoga ariel schwartz has free free youtube videos she's amazing there's there's so much free information online
0: yeah. I, I would like to point out, um, I'm a huge fan of fascia work, <laughs> not just the rolfing, but also like your own fascia work with like a blaster or whatnot. And I can personally vouch for, you know, that, that book, um, the body keeps the score. Sure. By yes.
1: Kolk. It yes, is,
0: so it's, it's phenomenal. And what I love about that is it really played into, for me, it, coming from um, a psychological background and also a spiritual background and melding the science and the woo, what that really did is it solidified that your, the way energy is stored in your body and it does have an actual memory and pain imprint. So when the fascia is being manipulated, it's actually releasing the tension and it's getting rid of the gunk, but it'll flood the system with toxins first before it flushes out as it was explained. And I just, I find that so fascinating because it's, it's undeniable. There's undeniable evidence. If you're an evidence person, that is it. Read that book, get some fascia work. And you'll know what I'm talking about because it's, it's not for the mink, but I will tell you, I had a 10 session series after a severe car accident and I can fully attest that that's a reason why I'm walking today. Mm,
1: mm, agreed. Absolutely. And I mean, again, we could branch out to this <laughs> into another conversation. There's so, yeah. there's so much that happens when any of us have an overwhelming experience, like whether it's a car accident, you know, anything yeah. that happens too much too fast, or when we've got too little resources for too long in any like external reality or internal reality, our nervous system decides what we've got to do with that information. We're either going to be in sympathetic, you know, fight or flight, or we're going to have to disassociate and go into freeze. Either way, there's a lot of unmetabolized adrenaline that gets stuck in our tissues. And mm. that's what that release work is doing. And sure. that's where, again, that level of safety. So you don't want to necessarily flood the system if, if you've already got, you know, copper overload and heavy metal overload and gut oh, sure. process it might not be the best time to then start working with really deep massage yeah. therapies to add to that. You know, you, yeah. you kind of want to help the body feel like you're in repair mode rather than I'm adding fuel to the fire mode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: I'd also like to point out to the audience that it's temporary. This isn't like a conditional permanent situation for the release of like toxins. It has to go out and flush out. That's why when you get a massage, you're told to drink a lot of water and, you know, get sleep because your body has to repair itself. And that's how you're supporting it, but um, I should have gone back. So I apologize for this, but we know how some of the solutions and some of the modalities now and how to address supporting the nervous system dysregulation and the vagus nerve um, and also fascia, but what are some symptoms to look for that would even cause someone to be aware that there was a problem? Can you... Uh. Elaborate. Yeah, totally.
1: So, I mean, it could just be as simple as, like, brain fatigue, brain fog, like um, decision-making fatigue. Yeah. You know, that, that that could just be the start of neuroinflammation. And then you could add things like you might have thyroid hormone imbalances, reproductive hormone imbalances. Um, you might have, like, you're going to have cortisol imbalances if you were to have looked at that. But if, if you've got any issues with your menstrual cycle, if you've got issues with libido, That is already signs of, you know, all sorts of dysregulation in your body, nervous system dysregulation, even though you might have an endocrine or hormonal imbalance, underneath that is always nervous system dysregulation first. So a lot of times people go in and they, and I I mean, I used to operate like this as a naturopath. I go in and support the gut or I go in and support the hormones and I could get symptomatic relief. Like that. I might not see that person again for Whatever issue they initially presented with for six months or 12 months, and then something else would happen. <laughs> you know, so it would manifest in a different way. And so now that's why I begin each of my sessions with nervous system support and then working with the breath. Because wow. other things, I'm not saying that you know, forever on we're not gonna get any sort of physical manifestations. I'm just saying that there's gonna be a lot more harmony available in the body and a lot more awareness of like, oh, I'm feeling a little bit not quite right. I've got, you know, like my gut is bloated. I've got pain in my gut. I've got, um, you know, reflux happening. I've got heart palpitations. I've, you know, sometimes when I'm breathing, I get this really tight band across my chest. My joints are really sore. I'm really stiff. I've got pain that I don't really know what it's coming from. I've you know, got, um, t- you know, TMJ, like jaw sure. tension and tightness. I'm um, like noise sensitive, light sensitive, all of these things are showing me, you tick any of those boxes, are they showing me that there's signs of dysregulation and some of them are like biochemical imbalance induced and some of they're always going to have some level of nervous system dysregulation behind it. And if you look at brain chemistry, I mean, around about a third to a half of our population now identify as having anxiety and or depression and are generally medicated for it. Yeah. And so if you look at the production of things like serotonin, um, dopamine, our um, adrenaline hormones, they are all listening to what's happening in the nervous system. And, of course, you know, those ingredients have to come through our mouth. Like we've got to actually have the base foundational ingredients to make those supporting molecules. But what's happening in our digestive system to get them in as well. So a lot of people, again, you can supplement with, you know, straight out amino acid support to look after neurotransmitter chemistry And if you're not looking after gut health and if you're not looking after nervous system health, you also might be supplementing for
0: life. And there's other things to look at. And so, yeah. I'm so fascinated. I know I keep saying, wow, I'm just learning so much. I always do when I chat with you. And what is blowing my mind, and it goes back to something so simple because I work with the mind a lot, it's like it's fascinating to me in a lot of levels. It's also a very frustrating thing to me in a lot of ways. But the the awareness part that I like to work with when it comes to clients, even on a spiritual level, is what are you telling yourself? What are the self inner self talk? What are the words you're using? What's the intention you're using? What is the outcome you want in a conversation with yourself? with your body, with your mind, but also how you interact when it comes to, whether it's healthcare practitioners or friends or family, because all of that is absolutely on a daily basis contributing to the very issue that we're discussing. And what's the diet somebody has? I'm not talking, we already know, like when somebody digests and eats something, but what's their diet of, what are they listening to? Are you listening? Like I had this very conversation with somebody who was listening to heavy metal while they were pumping iron. And I'm like, you wonder why you're really uptight and aggressive. Look at what you're putting into your mind versus somebody who was listening to classical, if you can believe it. And then another person who was listening to an audiobook. Three very different personalities directly resulted, and also their energetic state and how relaxed and their state of where their body was in their path to bodybuilding. Mm -hmm. was very, very different. And I didn't really put it together until now this conversation, Mm -hmm. but I was like, it's not a coincidence that I just had this conversation like two days ago with these very three people and was like, what are you listening to? What are you listening? Just out of curiosity. And it was pretty profound. Wow.
1: Totally. And I actually loved what you said then. It's when we're the most relaxed in our own selves and everyone's got a different feeling of what that is everyone's got a meaning around what that is but that's when our true soul essence is available to us that's when we get to speak our truth we get to be fully expressed like we're literally living in alignment and that is the joy of life like when we're living from that place that's when there is more flow more grace more ease we're just much more available to opportunities and potential we believe in ourselves like we're out there for our dreams Mm -hmm. and when we're not, it's because there's something happening inside of us where we don't feel balanced enough or coherent enough in ourselves to
0: do all those things, to be all of that. Wow. I love this so much. I could talk about this all day. Yes. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> the, whole, the whole point is that we, we we tease you, audience, just to give you enough so that you're interested <laughs> and you actually, like, want to know more. <laughs> <So that> said, <laughs> if you are... In, like, if you're interested in, in knowing more or you want to work with Pia, Pia, what's the best way to get a hold of you? What's the best way someone should look you up or contact you? Great. I've got a,
1: a website, inspirationplace.co, and that has my actual hands-on clinic um, but also my online Zoom appointments that you can book through me. I also have an education website called PiaKinock.com. And people can also find out more about me or how to study a little bit more with me. And I have um, Instagram ha- handles for both of those sites as well. So inspiration place or peer kind of holistic
0: education. Wonderful. I will have those links down in the episode cover as well. So people can, you know, click directly, but I, I love that. So like, just to recap, what we've been talking about today is the human body interconnectedness. As you said before, skin to within. (laughs) And the nervous system dysregulation in particular is what we were focusing on in the vagus nerve and how there's so many connection points within that. And then what the symptoms are to look for as if your nervous system is dysregulated, there's a lot of issues. So it could be anything from um, like fatigue or depression or anxiousness, low energy, gut issues, hormonal issues, skin issues, digestive issues. Mm-hmm. And then what you can do about it is you can do some solo things like meditation or yoga, but ultimately some you need another who has compassion and can give you some co-regulating so it's a a safe space as you explore that and like you said it could be massage therapy it could be somatic therapy kinesiology, trauma-informed yoga or touch regulation and then addressing your fascia too and once you get to like the next level is what I'm assuming right you want to start with making sure you feel safe and then going into your next level once we have that mm. foundation built let's go to the next level does that sound right My I- yeah I'm yeah concerned. that sounds really good yes. <laughs> sounds yes. good for the moment i was paying attention see <laughs> well it's just really beautiful as you said
1: like there, there is honestly so many ways that we could have gone with this conversation because there's so many exciting things to look at understand. Um, you get illuminated and all of a sudden we can all have different aha moments where maybe one of the things that we talked about today meant a lot to someone. Please go and investigate it, go and find out more. If there was some resonance with some of the things that we were talking about Go and explore that because we just literally touch the sides, like <laughs> <you> we.
0: <know>? Yeah. <laughs> and,
1: and so, even though we went to a lot of places with his conversation, that each each one of these we could do like masterclasses on, you know. that that's what's so beautiful about our human body. It is is endless exploration, and the more that we choose to get to know ourselves, the more compassion. Generally, I find that is naturally created with that. The more patience, the more kindness. And then more love. And that's the whole point, really, I, I think, of our existence is how can I be more love? How can I speak more love? How can I hear more love? How can I
0: see more love? How can I touch with more love? You speak in my language. <laughs> I love it. Yes. All right, my darlings, that's all for today. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next week. If you like today's episode of E3 and want to know more on how to work with me, go to www.joha.com nna-bradford.com. That's johanna-bradford.com. Thanks for listening to E3, all things spiritual, quantum, energy, and mind related for entrepreneurs and spiritual journey masters. See you soon.